गोपीनाथ श्याम कुंड राधा कुंड गिरि गोवर्धन की जाय श्री वृंदावन धाम की जाय श्री मथुरा धाम की जाय श्री जगन्नाथपुरी धाम की जाय श्री मायापुर नवद्वीप धाम की जाय गंगा माई की जाय जमुना माई की जाय भक्ति देवी की जाय तुलसी महारानी की जाय हरिनाम संकीर्तन की जाय समवेत भक्त वृंद की जाय गौर प्रेमानंदे हरे हरे All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. 
All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga. All glories to Sri Prabhupada. Namo Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nitinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunnavadi Paschatta Srila Prabhupada Ki Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Srimad Bhagavatam, 4th Canto, Chapter 20 Lord Vishnu's appearance in the sacrificial arena Text 16 Varang Cha Mat Kanchana Manavendra Brinishwa Teham Guna Shila Yantritaha Naham Makhair Vai Sulabhas Tapobhir Yogena Va Yat Samachitya Varti Varanchamat Kanchanamana Vindra Varanchamat Kanchanamana Naham Makhairvai Salavastapoti Yoga Navayat Samachitta Varti Varanchamat Kanchanamana Vendra Brinishvate Hangunashila Yantritaha Naham Makhairvai Sulabhastapohi Yogi Navajat Samachitta Varti Varanchamat Kanchanamana Vendra Brinishate Hangunashila Yantritaha Naham Makhairvai Sulabhastapodhi Yogi Navajat Samachitta Varti Yogi Navajat Samachitta 
Brit-Bharti being situated. Translation by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. My dear King, I am very captivated by your elevated qualities and excellent behavior. And thus, I am very favorably inclined towards you. You may therefore ask from me any benediction you like. One who does not possess elevated qualities and behavior cannot possibly achieve my favor simply by performance of sacrifices, severe austerities, or mystic yoga. But I always remain equipoised in the heart of one who is also equipoised in all circumstances. Please repeat to me. My dear King, I am very captivated by your elevated qualities and excellent behavior. And thus, I am very favorably inclined toward you. You may therefore ask from me any benediction you like. One who does not possess elevated qualities and behavior cannot possibly achieve my favor simply by performance of sacrifices, severe austerities, or mystic yoga. But I always remain equipoised in the heart of one who is also equipoised in all circumstances. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Lord Vishnu was very pleased with Maharaj Prithu's good character and behavior and offered him a benediction. The Lord openly says that performing great sacrifices or undergoing the austerities of mystic yoga practice cannot satisfy him. He is pleased only by elevated character and behavior. But these cannot develop unless one becomes a pure devotee of the Lord. Anyone who has developed unalloyed, unflinching devotional service unto the Lord develops his original good qualities as spirit soul. The spirit soul as part and parcel of the Supreme Personality of Godhead has all the good qualities of the Lord. When the spirit soul is contaminated by the material modes of nature, one is considered good or bad with reference to the material qualities. But when one is transcendental to all material qualities, all the good qualities come out. These qualities of, devo of a devotee, 26 in number, are listed as follows. 1. Kind to everyone. 2. Does not quarrel with anyone. 3. Fixed in the absolute truth. 4. Equal to everyone. 5. Faultless. 6. Charitable. 7. Mild. 8. Clean. 9. Simple. 10. Benevolent. 11. Peaceful. 12. Completely attached to Krishna. 13. Has no material hankering. 14. Meek, steady, 16, self-controlled, 
17 does not eat more than required. 18 sane. 19 respectful. 20 humble. 21 grave. 22 compassionate. 23 friendly. 24 poetic. 25 expert. 26 silent. The Lord is satisfied by development of the transcendental qualities of the living entity and not by artificial performance of sacrifices and mystic yoga. In other words, unless one is fully qualified to become a pure devotee of the Lord, one cannot expect to be liberated from material entanglements. Varancha matkanchana manavendra Brinishyateham gunashila jantritaha Naham makhairvai sulabhastapobhi Yogena vajat samachittavarti My dear king, I am very captivated by your elevated qualities and excellent behavior. And thus I am very favorably inclined towards you. You may therefore ask from me any benediction you like. One who does not possess elevated qualities and behavior cannot possibly achieve my favor simply by performance of sacrifices, severe austerities, or mystic yoga. But I always remain equipoised in the heart of one who is also equipoised in all circumstances. So, the Supreme Personality of Godhead appeared in the sacrificial arena of Prithu Maharaj. Prithu Maharaj was performing 100 horse sacrifices. And the problem with 100 horse sacrifices is that when one successfully completes 100 horse sacrifices, he can take over the position of Indra. Indra is very worried that somebody will come and take away his position as the king of heaven. This way we can see that these demigods often they are very attached to their positions. And many times the demons take over the position of Indra, uh, like Bali Maharaj did, Vritrasura did. And now we are seeing that another way Indra's position can be taken over is by performance of hundred horse sacrifices that Prithu Maharaj was performing. So Indra became worried. Although Prithu Maharaj was not interested in horse sacrifice, I mean, position of Indra, he was only concerned about the welfare of his citizens. Uh, the earth, when he came, the earth was in a very, very precarious condition. His father, King Vena, was a tyrant. His father uh, was not a good person. He was a tyrant. He was selfish he was he was the personification
he was the personification of all bad qualities. Hare Krishna. Sorry, Devaki, can you hear me? It's clear? Should I bring it closer? Hari Bol? It's better. Okay. So, <clears throat> King Vena uh, was a very bad king. So, people were suffering due to his mismanagement and due to his tyrannical attitude, due to his selfish demeanor, that the brahmanas became very worried. And they came, they, the brahmanas becoming extremely worried about the situation of this planet. They came to give Vena some good advice. But Vena was not prepared to listen to their good advice. And as a result of that, the brahmanas, when they saw that this person is incorrigible, he is not going to be corrected, he is not going to listen to any good advice, the brahmanas just killed him by, uh, by cursing him, expressing their anger. They created a sound that is called kumkar. And that sound was good enough to kill Vena. This is the power of the Brahmanas, the qualified Brahmanas. And, but then, uh, from Ben's body, the churning his arm, uh, they, uh, Prithu Maharaj appeared. From Vena's body came Prithu Maharaj, who was actually Shakta Vesh incarnation of the Supreme Personality of God. And because of Bena's uh, tyrannical rule, the world situation became very, very precarious. And also, for the time being, there was no ruler. So the bandits and dacoits and miscreants started to become prevalent their activities became very, very prominent. So then Prithu Maharaj took control of the situation very firmly. So that shows that how a, an actual uh, qualified ruler controls everything with his uh, sharp Shastric understanding and power. Physical power, military power and the power of spiritual wisdom. Prithu Maharaj actually established the perfect situation. And in order to create uh, an auspicious atmosphere, Prithu Maharaj was performing these house sacrifices. But Indra became worried. He thought that Prithu Maharaj may take over his kingdom. So Indra stole the he tried to spoil the sacrifice of Prithu Maharaj. Prithu Maharaj became very, very angry and, uh, and his sons actually got the uh, horses by horse back and they were about to give a lot of uh, punishment to Indra. So then <clears throat> that is why the Supreme Personality of Godhead came. He came personally with Indra. And he 
told Prithumahas that Indra actually made a mistake. He did something which was very, very wrong. And please forgive him. So Prithumaharaj naturally forgave. And then the Supreme Personality of Godhead started to glorify Prithumaharaj because of his wonderful nature, wonderful character, wonderful qualities. And this is the verse, one of the verses where the Lord is actually glorifying Prithumaharaj. My dear King, I am very captivated by your elevated qualities and excellent behavior. Elevated qualities and excellent behavior. And thus, I am very favorably inclined towards you. I am very favorably inclined towards you. You may therefore ask from me any benediction. When the Lord becomes pleased, He actually asks for any benediction. That's the nature of an exalted personality. Not only uh, Narayan, not only Krishna, but even Lord Shiva, Lord Brahma, when they're pleased, they want to award benediction, ask for something. That is the characteristic of an exalted personality. The kings also, those who are controlling, that is the characteristic of an Ishwara. Ishwara means the controller. So those who are controlling, they are actually very, very generous towards the those who are uh, those who are submissive to them and they are favorably disposed to. They say, ask for anything. Like when Bhavanadev came to Boli Maharaj's sacrificial arena, then Boli Maharaj, uh, asked Boli, I'm sorry, Boli Maharaj asked Bhavanadev. Ask for any benediction. Ask for anything. So he was giving in charity at that time after performing the sacrifice. And Bhavandev said, just give me three three steps of land. (laughs) Three steps uh, of land. That is about uh, ten feet land. Uh, Not even ten feet. Seven and a half feet. Uh, And then Bali Maharaj said, look, you have come to Bali. You have come to King Bali. Why are you asking for just three steps of land? You ask for anything that you want. Because Bali Maharaj was so, uh, so en- enlightened, enlivened, just by seeing uh, Bamandev. He actually felt, to this person I can give everything, I can offer everything. But he was disappointed when he asked just three steps of land. So why three steps of land? You have come to Bali. Ask for anything. But Bhavandev, as you all know, he said, well, greed is something, no matter how much you satiate, how much you try to fulfill, it never becomes satisfying. So it's better to control greed. And three steps are good enough for me. Uh, because how much land do I need to lie down? <laughs> Seven and a half feet is good enough. Uh, Bhavandi was a very uh, small personality. 
the Lord appeared as a very small person, Bhavana. So he felt the seven and he told him that the three steps is good, is good enough. But Boli Maharaj kept on insisting. So here also the Supreme Personality of Godhead is telling Prithu Maharaj that ask for anything you want. But what is the attitude of a devotee? The attitude of a devotee is, my Lord, you have given me everything, so why do I, what do I need to ask for? I don't lack anything, you have already taken care of me. And that is the <coughs> perception of an intelligent person. An intelligent person will see that he has everything. Like, what is, the mo- what is most important for him? The most important thing for us to survive is food. Krishna has provided all the food for us in abundance. Even more important is water. There is no scarcity, no dearth of water. Even more important than water is air, oxygen. And Krishna has su- supplied that in abundance. If we don't get oxygen for one minute, two minutes, what will happen? Like we don't think about that. That if, we, if the most important thing for us, for our survival, is oxygen. And he has taken care of that. Krishna is supplying all the oxygen. We don't have to pay any money to buy oxygen. There is abundant supply of oxygen. So Krishna is taking care of us. Now if we consider there is no oxygen and we got 25 million dollars. What will be the worth of that 25 million dollars if we don't have any oxygen? Therefore, Jai Shri Shri Gornitai Ki Jai Jai Shri Shri Radha Rajpihari Ki Jai Jai Shri Shri Sita Ram Lakshman Hanuman Therefore, the devotee's attitude is there is nothing to ask from you. Nadhanam na janam na sundarim And you are Barada, you are the giver of benediction, but I don't need anything from you. The only thing that we want, only thing that we should want is Mama Janmani Janmanishwari Bhavatad Bhakti That we can become engaged in your devotional service, life after life. And <coughs> When you become a devotee, like Krishna is telling one thing here, Vishnu, Lord Vishnu is telling that I am impressed, I am very pleased with you because of your wonderful character and excellent behavior. Elevated qualities and excellent behavior. And thus I am very favorably inclined inclined towards you. And then he is pointing out that that you ha- you have uh, devotion to me, and that is the cause of my uh, attachment to you. I am favorably disposed towards you because 
you are a devotee. And he's saying that I'm not impressed with anything else. I'm not impressed with austerities, I'm not impressed with penances, I'm not impressed with sacrifices, I'm not impressed with mystic yoga practices. The only thing that impressed me is good qualities and excellent behavior. And then Prabhupada is pointing out that those excellent behaviors and good qualities can be, can be developed only through devotional service, not by any other means. It's only through devotional service that we can develop these transcendental qualities. Yashasti bhaktir bhagavat takinchana sarvai gunaistatra samasati sura Yashasti bhaktir bhagavati akinchana One who has developed akinchana bhakti, unalloyed devotion to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Sarvai gunaistatra samasati sura All the divine qualities of the demigods are manifest in him automatically. And Prabhupada is pointing out in the purport that actually all the good qualities are there in the pure spirit soul. We lose the good qualities when we become covered. When the spirit soul loses its its purity, when the spirit soul becomes uh, contaminated by the modes of material nature, when the spirit soul becomes influenced by the material nature, when he becomes contaminated with lust and greed, etc. Not just lust and greed, but lust, greed and other such adverse qualities. Lust, greed, anger, illusion, pride, envy. So these are the contaminations for the soul. Or when the soul becomes affected by false ego, when the soul wants to enjoy without Krishna, when the soul rejects, rejects Krishna, then he becomes covered by the modes of material nature, by the, uh, by the influence of the material nature, which comes in the form of uh, these elements, uh, subtle elements first, and then gross elements. The subtle elements gives us the pride or false ego, false ego, intelligence and mind. And as a result of that we want to enjoy this material nature. And as a result of that material nature awards us with a material body made of earth, water, fire, ether, five gross material elements. That's the cause of our bondage. And the result is Kama Lobhadayashtaja, last great anger, etc. But by becoming engaged in devotional service, when both the gross body and the subtle body are engaged in serving Krishna, then uh, we become free from the bondage of matter and become situated in, your, in our pure spiritual identity. So when you become situated in our pure spiritual identity, then all the divine qualities become automatically manifest. And Prabhupada pointed out that they are 26 in number. Uh, Prabhupada uh, 
very clearly pointed those qualities. So in this way we can see that we do not actually have to cultivate these qualities externally. The only thing that we have to cultivate is devotional service. The cultivation is only of devotional service and that is called Bhaiti Bhakti. We become engaged in Bhaiti Bhakti, practicing devotional service, devotional service and practice. And by practicing this devotional service, we achieve our perfection. We become pure devotional service, pure devotees. We practice devotional service and the result is we become pure devotees. The spirit soul is a pure devotee of the Lord. So by practicing devotional service, all the impa- all the all the uh, contaminations, all the impurities are removed. So the heart becomes cleansed. Heart becomes cleansed means the soul becomes cleansed. So when the soul becomes purified and when the soul stands without any of the coverings of the material nature in the form of gross and subtle, then the soul displays all the divine qualities that are there in the Supreme Personality of God. So in this way we can see one of the qualities of a pure devotee is one of the qualities of a pure devotee is a poet. Pure devotee is a poet. Now, in order to become a poet, we don't have to externally try something to become a poet. We don't have to go to the university and learn the language and learn the the art of writing poetry. Materially people do, but spiritually there is no need for that. One will automatically become a poet when he becomes a pure devotee. Like we see, all the pure devotees are such excellent poets. Prabhupada was such an excellent poet. Bhakti (coughs) Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was such an excellent poet. Bhakti Vinod Thakur was such an excellent poet. Why? Because they are pure devotees, pure spirit souls. So they are displaying all these divine qualities. Now we can go back. How does a devotee become a poet, naturally becomes a poet? Because in the spiritual sky, katha ganam natyam. In the spiritual sky, the words or the way they speak is not only in poetry but in music. So music has to be poetry first and then added with tune. So that is what music is. Poetry in tune and rhythm. So that is music. And poetry is rhyme and rhythm. Rhyme and... uh, 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 Yeah, rhythm and rhyme. So... So this is how uh, when a devotee becomes pure, uh, all these good qualities automatically become manifest in him. This can be exemplified like a light bulb. Uh, 
If the light bulb is covered with black paint, then no light will come out. Now by externally trying to put light on the thing will not actually uh, light up the bulb. What we have to do? We have to scrap or polish off uh, the black paint. So when we remove the black paint, then the light will automatically come out because it's already there. So similarly, the spirit soul being a part and parcel of the Supreme Personality of Godhead has all the good qualities, transcendental qualities. In Him, it's only a matter of removing the coverings. That is obstructing the light from coming out. So that is huh, what the Supreme Personality of Godhead is talking about in describing the wonderful characteristics of Prithu Maharaj and Prabhupada is elaborating on that. You become a devotee, Sarvai Gunaistatra Samasati Sura. All the divine qualities will become manifest in him. Because why? Because then he will, this, a spirit soul naturally reflects or gives out, being a part and parcel, he displays or he gives out, he uh, emanates the qualities of the Lord. Because he is a part and parcel. So whatever is there in the Lord will automatically become manifest in him in minute quantity. The difference is only the Lord has it in absolute to an absolute extent and a living entity has it to an insignificant extent. That's the only difference. And the living entity, what does he do? Whatever abilities, whatever means, whatever resources he has, he simply engages that in serving the Lord. And the more he does that, the more the Lord empowers him. And that is the meaning of loving exchange. The devotee tries to serve the Lord, the Lord reciprocates. Then the devotee tries to serve the Lord even more, the Lord reciprocates. And that is the loving exchange. Thank you very much. All glories to His Divine Grace. Gold Premanande. Does anybody have any question or comment? Devaki? Give the mic. <coughs> You said that a spirit soul is a pure devotee. In its constitutional position, yeah. So if it's a pure devotee, how you get contaminated? Yeah. The thing is that his purity is in relation to his connection to the Lord. When he becomes isolated from the Lord, then he loses that purity. So, like with us, Originally, we are the soul. Originally, is connected to the Lord with His loving devotion. But when He turns away from the Lord, then that relationship is lost. So again, when He turns His face towards the Lord, that relationship is established once again. So, well, we can elaborate on that. You see. The living entity is a part and parcel of the Supreme Personality of God. He is a minute spiritual entity. 
Now he has the option to either be connected to the Lord and not connected to the Lord. So when uh, or how does he become connected to the Lord? He becomes connected to the Lord by means of a force called love. Love is actually the force or the power that enables him to become connected to the Lord. So pure devotee means one who loves the Lord. So pure devotee means one who is connected to the Lord. So constitutionally a living entity is a, a, a living entity by nature is a pure devotee. But when he loses his constitution, you see for a living entity not to be connected towards the Lord is, un, is not uh, usual, is unusual. So when he, be, when he, is, he takes that, art, that unusual state of existence, then he becomes impure. Like for example, a soul or any substance, what is the meaning of pure? Say water is pure means when it doesn't have anything else in it. Right? So similarly a soul when it doesn't have any material contamination is pure. So that purity is in his connection to the Lord. He loses his purity when he becomes isolated from the Lord. Now, is to become is to become isolated from the Lord a natural situation for him? No. It is an abnormal situation. A living entity should be connected uh, to the Lord because he is the part and parcel. The, I, the characteristic of a part is to be connected to the whole. When the part becomes isolated from the whole, then it is an abnormal situation. So that's why I say that constitutionally, a living, all living entities are actually pure devotees. It's only their impurities that is preventing them from becoming a pure Difference between the uh, killing of demons by Lord Sri Krishna and Yoga Devi in Devi Parvat. Yeah. Many demons are described in the Bible. What yeah. difference and where it happened in case of uh, Krishna, it happened in India, but in case of Devi, where it happened in spiritual realm or in physical realm? Yeah. Um, you see, the demons in the pastimes of the Lord are part of Lord's pastimes, part of Lord's spiritual activity. So we have to understand that they are very, very exalted personalities, even though as demons. Like, uh, for example, uh, uh, Ravan, Kumbhakarna, Hiranyakashipu, Hiranyaksha, Shishupal, Dantavakra, they were actually the associates of the Lord in Vaikuntha, Joy and Vijaya. Whereas the lesser demons, so you can say that they are bigger demons, therefore Lord kills them. And by being killed by the Lord, they get some very, very special facilities or advantages or benefits. Whereas the lesser demons are killed by Devi. 
Yeah. Or sometimes Lord Shiva also kills the demons. Yeah. It's something like, you know, when there is a big adversary, then the king himself comes and uh, takes care of him. But the less ones, you know, his generals or his soldiers take care of them. <laughs> so in simple words we can say that the big demons are killed by the Lord himself and the lesser demons are killed by Devi and others. Well, all the killing of the demons are on the material planet. In the spiritual sky there is no demon or no killing of the demons. All the all the demon, killing of the demons take place on the material plane. So that time Durga Devi also put the material body and Durga Devi's body is not material. She's a yeah, she's a potency of the Lord, Mama Maya Duraktaya. So therefore, she she her body is not material. She is a spiritual personality. She is the controller of the material nature. Uh, like for example, the prison house and the prisoners in the prison and the, and the in charge of the prison. There is a difference. Although the in charge of the prison may be in the prison, but he is not a prisoner. Uh, similarly, Durga Devi is the controller of this material nature which is like a prison. But she herself is not a prisoner. She is the controller of the prison. prison or prisoners appointed by the Supreme Personality of God. She has been appointed by the Lord to execute that job. Yes. Hare Krishna, we are not the body, we are pure spirit soul. And the proof of existence of spirit soul is consciousness. So when we say consciousness, are we referring to the bodily consciousness or the inner consciousness? Well, it depends where your consciousness is. <laughs> right? Where the consciousness is being function, projected or functioning. Uh, say for example, when you are uh, in a material consciousness. Material consciousness also has, uh, has uh, two aspects. One is gross bodily consciousness and the other is a subtle bodily consciousness. So, see, when we are awake, then our consciousness is projected through our gross body and the subtle body as well. First through the subtle body, then through the gross body. Right? And when the consciousness is in the gross bodily platform, then that is the wakeful state. When you are awake, our consciousness is predominantly in the gross body. But when you fall asleep, the consciousness of the gross body may not be there, but the subtle body may be conscious. That is the dream state of existence. And when our consciousness is withdrawn, even from the subtle body, then that is the deep sleep, a state of unconsciousness, unconscious of the material nature. Right? Of the material side. And then uh, comes the spiritual consciousness. Beyond that state of sleep or total unconsciousness of the material existence, if we are fortunate by, engage, by being engaged in devotional service, someday we will wake up in the spiritual consciousness. 
now what is happening we are not conscious of the soul the con- our consciousness is not in the soul or not in the spirit soul our consciousness is being projected through the subtle body and gross body mm. therefore we are conscious of only these two like we are we are existing only in three planes of consciousness right one is gross bodily consciousness of wakeful state dream state and deep sleep state right we are totally uh, oblivious of our spiritual consciousness but by practicing devotional service some day we will be able to wake up in our spiritual identity thank you yes anutama prabhu please pass the mic to If you can make a comment on the 26 qualities that are listed, you know, I'm just thinking, it doesn't seem to be a complete list. Why those 26? I'm thinking, you know, you would think Utsaha would be listed, always enthusiastic for, or other places that might have. Honesty, humility is listed, but elsewhere in the Gita, humility, honesty, they go together, or... not wanting to waste any time is described as one of the qualities of pure devotional service but it's not listed as a quality of pure devotion poetic is listed you don't see that in other lists very often so can you explain that why those 26 are emphasized in others it seems they're not mentioned here but they wouldn't or shouldn't why don't you answer the question <laughs> I have no idea that's why I was trying to... Well, just the first thought that came to my mind was that uh, those qualities like uh, Utsahat, Nishchayat, Dhaijat, etc. Those who are general manifestations of the uh, general manifestations of uh, the characteristics that develop when we become engaged in devotional service. Whereas these are the specific characteristics that are naturally manifest in the devotees. Uh, and they will become this, they will become exposed or they will become manifest when one becomes engaged in devotional service properly. Plus, of course, those other things automatically will be there. But these are the qualities that will become automatically manifest when we become engaged in devotional service, when we practice devotional service. Then this is kind of a list of the mature manifestation and those other qualifications are part of the process and those will continue on, but these really are the full fruition of that devotion. Uh, well, some of them will be manifest even initially like for example humble disposition uh, respect towards the devotees and like they will automatically be automatically be there like but other things are more related to the feelings and these are the manifestations and those are the like say enthusiasm is a kind of a natural feeling that manifests with one's engagement in devotional service. Uh, full confidence. These are 
more related to the feeling, whether these are more developed or concrete manifestations of qualities. Maybe we can uh, go deeper into it and we'll try to find out why those qualities, like uh, another thought comes in that why only 26? Actually, all 50 qualities of a jiva should become manifest in him. Right? Because ultimately, a living entity displays the 50 out of 64 qualities of the Lord to a lesser degree. But those specific qualities are there. So why instead of 50, here is a classified 26 only. <laughs> Thank you, Anitsamakarabha. So, yeah. Maharaj, you mentioned uh, in Lord's pastime, all big demons play roles. Similarly, the demigods, big demigods also must be playing roles. And if Indra is playing the role, so is it to help in the pastimes of the Lord or sometimes he does some mischief or against Lord or, or he gets worried about his position. So how does it work? Yeah, generally we find that when the Lord comes to perform his pastime, especially in the human form, he asks the demigods to come and take part. And say for example, in Ramchandra's pastime, the demigods were asked to take birth in the monkey and bear community. And like for example, Indra's Indra, uh, Indra's potency or a par partial manifestation appeared in the form of Bali. And Surya's partial manifestation became manifest as Sugriva. Pavan became Hanuman, like that. Similarly, in Krishna's pastimes, we find that Indra's son or Indra's partial manifestation was Arjun. Surya's partial manifestation was Karna. Pavan's partial, Bayu's partial manifestation was Bhim. Dharma's partial manifestation was Yudhishthir and so forth. Now yes, demigods take part. But sometimes we find that some demigods do not become favorably disposed to Krishna. Like for example, Bali was not favorably disposed to Ram. Karna was not favorably disposed to Krishna uh, as such. But we have to understand that in the pastimes of the Lord, uh, they are actually playing their respective roles and they are uh, creating the drama. Drama means conflict. If there is no conflict, there won't be drama. The more the conflict, more the drama. So he creates the conflict in that way. Now who takes part in his pastime? Now Tom, Dick and Harry will be allowed to take part in the play that king is playing. When a king organizes a play and he decides to enact on the stage, who takes part in that drama? King's own people. 
right? I mean, exalted personalities. Now, some take part as, you know, villain. Some uh, are uh, favorable antagonists. Some are antagonists and some are protagonists. Devaki? Yeah. And then I'll take Mataji after that. Yeah, she had her hand. Okay, Mataji, I'll put Hare Krishna. I would like to know, is Paramatma present in non-living things? And what's the role of Paramatma? Okay. Uh, the first I will say that the first part of your, you have two questions. Is the Paramatma present in the non-living things also? Yes. Uh, in Brahma Samhita, Brahma is describing Andantarastha Paramanu Chayantarastha. In all the atoms, in all the universes, he is present as the super soul. And the second question is that what is the role of the Paramatma? Paramatma's role is to, to watch the living entities. Upadrashta and Anumanta. Upadrashta means one who is observing. He is a witness. He is seeing all the activities of the living entities. Every single one of us. Uh, starting from Lord Brahma down to an insignificant amoeba. Uh, every living entity. In the heart of every living entity the Lord is present as the super soul. And He is witnessing their activities and Anumanta, he is the approver, he is approving. The living entities desiring and according to their desire, he is watching, he is judging which desires to be fulfilled and which not. So that is the Paramatma's role in the living entities' hearts. But he is present in every single atom as well. Can't hear you? Let him play his role in numbers. Inert, yeah. See, the inert living and inert objects, there is no consciousness, there is no desire, therefore there is no independence in them. So there he is present there because without him nothing can exist. Right? The minutest particle, say you can say the building block, the minutest building block of the universe are the paramanus, the atoms. So he had to be present there in order to make it happen. Because without him, nothing can manifest, nothing can happen. Therefore he is personally manifesting himself in everything, both, both in inner and also animate objects. Uh, carrying forward another Prabhu's question, you know, about the 26 quality, I think that, you know, there are devotees like Uttamadhikari, Madhyamadhikari and Kanishtadhikari. So, is it that 26 quality of pure devotee of Uttamadhikari and other are for you know, Kanishtha and Madhama, it's like if you're 100 million, 
mother, like 10 rupees, 50 rupees, 20 rupees, they are already included in that. So I was thinking about this poetic. Yeah. You know, the poetic, I mean, let's see the song of Bhakti Guru Thakur. Or Prabhupada wrote that, you know. That is like, you know, they are seeing Krishna, Arukta Swami wrote that, seeing Krishna face to face, and they are writing, describing that. So, an ordinary, even we have hard time to memorize some of the song, what to say about, you know, writing a song or singing a song, which comes automatically, that depends on the purity. So, I think that those 26 qualities are the qualification of the Uttamadhikari and other Uttahanishyati for the beginner and things like yeah. that. Yeah, sure, sure. Like, and, you know, as we become engaged in devotional service, it begins to kind of gradually manifest. And of course, when one becomes a pure devotee, then all 26 qualities shine forth in him most brilliantly. But as we make advancement, we start to develop these qualities gradually. Like we notice, uh, for example, him, one may not be uh, very eloquent, right? Uh, at the beginning, right at the beginning. But we see that there is, a, when one becomes a devotee, see, he may have come, may be coming from a very gross and you know, unqualified background, but we see that how he becomes more and more polished as he becomes engaged in devotional service. So, yes, these qualities, sometimes some people must have, may have been very rough in their attitude, disrespectful. When they become devotee, they begin to show respect to the other devotees and other living entities. So these qualities, as we become engaged, Yes, they start to develop automatically. But in a pure state, they'll be most brilliantly manifest. Or whereas in an impure state, uh, but cleansing, purifying state, they'll start to display them gradually. Thank you, Devakinanda Prabhu. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Gaur Premanande.